We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Melbourne panel. Oh, when the Saints go marching in, oh, when the Saints go marching in. For our great mate Dino, Dino Lester, be listening from hospital this morning, uh, that would have put a smile on his face. The performance by his beloved Saints there last night, um, digging deep to defeat the Carlton Football Club, and uh, hopefully we can find you a couple of winners at Flemington today, Dino. Listening to the panel, and it's time to welcome in the team because it's finals day at Flemington. It's one of my favourite days, highlighted by the VRC CRV. Winter Championship Series final. Warren Huntley, I think the VRC have done a wonderful job in having a race day like this in in the middle of winter. Yeah, it's a highlight for winter, isn't it? Good morning to yep. you, Gareth, and, and happy birthday for yesterday and wishing Dino the best in his recovery. While he's there, he might be able to not write another verse for that song. There's the shortest number of words in a theme song I've ever heard. That's the entire list of words you just played there. All I do is sing it over and over again. Oh, they're coming, the Saints. Look out for your Tigers, Warren. Well, yes, uh, I'm not cocky at all. And uh, they were too good for, for Carlton last night, weren't they? They can play some great footy, as a number of teams can. It's really competitive. You, you're off 5% in the AFL at the moment, and it makes a big difference. Soft six. Uh, the track should play beautifully this afternoon, like it always does at Flemington. But it was interesting when talking to Liam O'Keefe this morning, um, the straight races, you want to be drawn to the middle, to the inside, he believes. Yeah, that was an interesting comment from Liam, who knows the track better than anyone else. So, yeah, that's not traditionally the way you would approach a meeting, but I suppose back to the true position. And we have had some winter racing on rain-affected ground where they've probably used some wider sections of the track. So, interesting comment from Liam. This man was a winter specialist, especially in his footballing days. David Gately, hello, Gator. Yeah, I think he's still doing his run. I don't know if he's finished his 35k run. Um, no Gator. Let's head off and say hello to Mark Hunter. Good morning to you, Mark. Hello. Oh, there's Gator. Huh. <laughs> You're there, Gator. Come in. Um, yeah, I was just <laughs> talking away to myself to the void. Nothing unusual there, but um, I did want to reference the uh, the lyrical masterpiece of the Saints yes. song. It's, it's, I don't think it's Bob Dylan, but I think um, I think it's still got a length on Nickelback. Um, yeah. Happy birthday, mate, for yesterday. Yeah, it was on Thursday, but I oh, appreciate well, that from yourself and Warren. From the ballpark. Yeah, um, just with uh, the Saints, have they got the best club song in the game, or is it your beloved Tigers that hold that mantle? Oh, it's not even. There's no yeah. betting. It's sort stupid, of black caviar odds, that one. That was a stupid question. Mark Hunter, yeah. hello to you. Morning, Gareth. I noticed the next uh, Essendon captain was pretty pleased with that result last night. He might have had a few sherbs by 1am and gave Carlton a spray. He's obviously got a clear dislike for Carlton. Yes, yes. wonder who that was, Mark. Uh, or a number similar to me, Gareth. What number was that? Ten. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about today's meeting? I enjoy it because there's so many, like, it, it's, it's, you've got a lot of these horses that have competed against each other over the last month. Yeah, you have. You've got similar form lines coming in. You've just got to take into account probably a different race surface than what they've been racing on and the weight turnaround from horses that have been claiming. So, and a few blowings that come out of the blue, but uh, most of the time, you can line them up against each other. All right, then. Nicholas Quentin from the tab. Hello to you, Quentin. Who are they backing today? Backing Cardinal Gem in the Lucky Last, Gareth. has been popular throughout the course of the week and now dominates the market at $2.80. But a really good day at betting today. And hopefully, punters can find a few winners. And I'll give you my trifecta in order. Richmond, Carlton, Sydney. There's the best three theme songs. Okay, I appreciate that. Quinny, I thought you were saying that's the top three there for the rest of the season, but just clarify <laughs> that. It's the, the club songs. I think so. Yeah. Race number one on the program is the Leilani Series final for the Mayors over the 1,400 metres. Scratchings are clear here. Luke Oliver gave a wonderful push for his in-form mayor, Mega Mia, that um, has come back in wonderful form this preparation. Quinny, what price is she now? Currently at $3.40, Gareth, in from $3.50, has been the best-backed runner. There's been a betting drifter, 
Al Ferrari has been two sixty out to three dollars eighty. Zusonic a five dollar chance in from six. Selbro's five fifty in from seven fifty. Miss Gob Kane ten out from eight fifty. Galgani eleven out to twelve back into eleven. Then Spirit of Gold best the rest at twenty six dollars. But Mega Mia has been popular and an each way move for the third elect Zusonic. Had a chat to Mitchell Friedman as well. He said that. Maha Shakti had that throat operation, um, but she's come back in really good form, so expects her to improve from today's outing, but she shouldn't be far away here, Warren, in a good little race to kick off proceedings. What's your speed map and then your tips, please? Look, I think near the inside, Selby Rose and, and Galgani drawn a, a middle gate, probably cross and, and get lead and outside lead, I would think, and to see how close Mega Mia can sit. Probably crosses Tripoli drawn to her, Inside and out wider, they should just slot in. I don't think there's anything out wide necessarily at this trip that's going to lead either Selby Rose or Galgani, who look the two most likely on-speed runners to me. I think they won't run along at a huge tempo, but I'm just defaulting to some horses that are racing well and have got race fitness, and I don't think any more than, than Zoo Sonic and... Mega Mia coming through the same race last start and just leaning to Zoo Sonic. Alana Kelly t- can't take her claim as no riders can during the day today. So a good vote of confidence for a number of apprentices through the day today. Leaning to Zoo Sonic, but I, I think it's quite an even contest. Mega Mia was terrific, loomed, and as Luke Oliver said, just might have peaked on her run there, second up. She'll strip even fitter today. Good luck to Dita Clark and the team involved with Mega Mia. There'll be some great scenes if yeah. she can win the first at Flemington today. Ilafare's been trolling up nicely and can be effective. Fresh, add some new blood to the series in the final, and Galgani just was below her best over the concluding stages last time, and, and sometimes... Some gear changes can explain that, and a tongue tie going on could be a significant gear change there. Three, seven, four, five. David Gately, who wins the first? Uh, look, I'm hoping it's the Lafare, but um, yeah, I've tipped it on top, so that's why it resumes. Had obviously one really good run in the spring, rushing home. Actually, ran similar sectionals that day to, in that race to Frankie Pino off a moderate speed. Quickly spelled, liked a recent jump out, looked um, under a decent hold there. And Miss, Miss Gobkane might be the value danger. Just maps for a good trail for mine. Wide with a big weight. It was a really good return win at, at Cranman. One of her last two and second up. Girl. Mega Mare and Zusonic uh, come through the same race. It was certainly a run-ons race. And they both ran on really well. The quick time set up the uh, the fast uh, overall time. Uh, Mega Mare does have a slight relative weights advantage on Zusonic this scale. And it's my order, 4673. You confident in the first here, Mark? Gareth, I think the race sets up how Warren outlined it here. Selby Rose and Galgani are the only leaders. I'm not sure Selby Rose runs a strong 14, and I'm not sure how Galgani's going. So makes it a bit tricky for the ones that I like. But I'm with number seven, Megan Mia, who I think can hold a spot from gate two, fourth or fifth, somewhere inside. Just see it poking through. It's dry forms as good as it's wet form. I just think the way the race is run, it's going to suit Megan Mia better than number three, Zusonic, who I think is the danger. Zusonic flying... Just from the gate, you would think it has to go back in a slowly run race. And from there, just need things to go right. For Ilafare, who came across New Zealand, I thought it could win there at Caulfield. It was completely unwanted, ran well, but things had a long spell, had a couple of soft trials. Not quite sure where it's at. And two Selby rows might be the best of the on-paces. I just think 1,400 finds it out late. So the race, probably not run to suit my top picks, 7, 3, 4 and 2. A few SMSs are filtered through too, Mark. Um, identifying that Essendon player that was um, on the tweet there. It's always interesting reading. G.O., I think his initials are. <laughs> and he doesn't like Carlton <laughs> with a few of the SMSs that are coming through. Um, nearly more entertaining, G.O. Donald, than you, Gator, on Twitter after a Saturday evening. Three, seven, four, and 5, the tips for Warren Huntley. Gator likes the 4 from the 6, 7, and 3. And Mark Hunter with the 7 from the 3, 4, and 2 in the Leilani Series final for the Mayors over the 1,400 metres. The two-year-olds, the next-generation sprinters final over the 1,200 metres is race number two. Scratchings, the six, penultimate one. Michelotti, the seven, comes out as well, Quinny. And what's the market doing here? Shasson heads the market here, Gareth, at $3.70. Open 350 just pushed out ever so slightly. Similar story with the second-elect Thron Bone, who's been 380 out to four. 
Zoo Sensation 750. Then we've had speaking for a couple of runners at longer odds. Number 11, Without Envy, currently the tab's biggest liability on the race and has been 13 into 750. Vagrant 850. Vegas Raiders been a firmer, $15 into 10. Discerning at 13. And then Russian Benefits, a $14 chance. Interesting betting race. The top couple in the market just easing at this early stage. Ben Gleeson, the assistant trainer to Danny O'Brien, didn't fill you with a heap of confidence regarding the first starter without envy. But Mitchell Friedman says Vagrant's worth an each-way play at $8.50 after her impressive victory on the boo at Swan Hill Gator. Yeah, well, certainly, speaking of Saturday nights, I think um, I have to hats off to my great mate, Quinny, who took last week's loss in a much more heroic fashion than I did. Look, I'm going to tip Thronbone here. It was a really nice last hundred at Hillside off at moderate speed. And, look, I didn't think he'd be able to run over Gennady last time, but he did. Um, I know Gennady sort of brought herself undone, but still, uh, it's a good scalp. Look, the time wasn't flash, but the win was good. Um, look, I wish he drew wider, but topic. This debutant without envy, um, look, it's not easy here on debut, but uh, gee, easy to like. The latest uh, jump out under a big hold, why horses that have been Group 1 competitive were under the whip. Zoo Sensation sat handy on debut. Adelaide thrashed one, thrashed two. Um, they were both well-backed. Runner-up was a debutante. The third horse was coming off a really big maiden win and runs again today in Adelaide, I think, and, and discerning. Uh, certainly has some ups. Just got to do it on the turf, I guess. 2, 11, 4 and 10. Mark, are you surprised that Chaston's the favourite here for Moody and Nolan? Not really. I think the way the race sets up, Gareth, I Remember when Duel won? The rail was two, and Duel scooted away on the rails, and that's where you wanted to be. So I'm looking for a similar scenario here with this race. I'll go with Chasen to win. I thought its debut win was terrific. It was strong through the line. Hitting gold bucket, look your leaders. I'm hoping Chasen holds it out, dictates the race, and gives a kick and can hang on. I think Thronbone's the danger. It's drawn gate two, should lob down behind Chasen. Terrifically last time. No reason it won't run the 1,200. You can see it getting through and giving strong chase. 11 without envy, I thought it trolled really well. I thought it trolled better than Zoo Sensation in that trial. Saw Zoo Sensation go to Adelaide and win. So I'm putting with it, uh, without envy in the mix. And for Zoo Sensation, who probably surprised me a bit over there, I wasn't raving about its trial, and, but it won very well from a horse, Joyrider, who trialled well. Uh, 5, 2, 11 and 4. Have you worked out the babies here, Warren? I'm leaning to Thrombone, who was terrific last week. A two-year-old on the backup must have had a good week in the Jerome Hunter Stable, so I'm leaning to do as Gator Outline. Good scalp to get a Caulfield last week in Gennati. Chasidon was very good riding the speed and, and controlling the race, but then quickening nicely and running strongly through the line. If Liam O'Keefe's uh, given us a point of the way that the track's likely to play down the straight, then those inside barriers won't be a disadvantage. I've gone two ahead of five. I think as much as anything else, you, you look at the jump outs for Without Envy and you trust Danny O'Brien. There's a lot of options for a, a filly to make her debut and she's here at Flemington on a Saturday. She's jumped out well and it could that could be a stroke of genius to get a city win early in her career. And Vegas Raider down from Sydney. Again, we haven't got capacity field, so horses that uh, that are, are new to these this series have been able to gain a start throughout the day. He was well backed, he won well at Scone on debut, and, and forgiving of that run, just the, the race didn't really shape up for him last start, but he does have a powerful finish on him. He should be strong late, 2, 5, 11 and 1. So the tips from the team in the second for the two-year-old sprinters, Warren's with Thrombone to back up and win again, 2 from the 5, 11 and 1. David Gately's keen on uh, Thrombone as well, 2, 11, 4 and 10, and Chaston in the tip from Mark Hunter. 5, 2, 11 and 4. This is the Melbourne Form Panel previewing Winter Finals Day at Flemington. We'll take a break. We'll take a look at the Rivette Series Final for the three-year-old Phillies and also the Taj Rossi Series. are racing on a soft six this afternoon. The rail's back into the true. And race three is the final for the three-year-old Phillies over the 1,400 metres. It's the Rivette Series Final. Scratchings here, Quinny. Well, they're clear. Which is terrific. Then we don't need to worry about the deductions. And there's been a couple of early movers. Liberated Girls been well-backed. Bella Rouge has had support. And at longer odds, Brookline's been a firmer as well. The new favourite, number eight, Liberated Girl. $5 into three ninety. the market leader at that quote. Bella Rouge has been $7 into four eighty, And Brookline, $16 into eleven. The Drifters, my Yankee girl, three eighty out to four dollars. The initial favourite, Rota Arataki, has been three dollars out to five, 
And then we've got at longer odds, Throntari 23 into 18. The market has jumped around a bit at this early stage, but Liberated Girl and Belarus, the early market movers. What did you make of Liberated Girl the other day, Mark? She was midfield at Flemington. It looked like that she was restricted for a little bit of room when um, she competed against a few of these fillies, like my Yankee girl. Um, now she's into favouritism. Um, uh, do you agree with the market here? Well, I've got queries on my top five picks. Liberated Girl ran well. That was six weeks ago, so where has it been and does it need further? And it's probably going to be buried away inside. So that's they're the queries I've got on Liberated Girl. It's my second pick. I'll go with number four, Road to Arataki, who I think can settle a lot closer. We saw that at Sandown last preparation where it can take a spot. So Strong Gate 1 here, I would imagine it gets no further back than two horses inside. I thought it was a fantastic win first up. Second up, that was a pretty hard race to make ground from the back with a big weight. So gets onto a better track, barrier one, take a spot, follow through. I think Bookline's the only leader, so follow through, get a great run, and I'll go with Road to Arataki to beat Eight Liberated Girl, who did run well. Just the time between runs, staying at 1,400 metres, and just need a bit of luck from where it will be in the run. One Ballarouge. It's going well. It's got to run 1,400 metres with 60 kilos, but goes forward and gets a nice run. And two more Yankee girl who had everything to suit last time, now jumps to 58 kilos on dry ground at 1,400 metres, which just makes it a little bit harder. I think Brookline's the other chance leading, but again, the better track might be against it also. So queries on my tips here. I'll go 4, 8, 1 and 2. Do you have Brookline leading here as well, Warren? Yeah, she looks to, to be the only leader as... Mark said, I mean, nearer the inside, Belarus might be able to hold a spot, even Throntari. But I think they'll be positive from that wider draw with Brookline and, and most of the horses inside her don't have that, the natural running style that she's got. So I think she can just begin positively, take her time, come across and, and be the one controlling the tempo. I'm with Liberated Girl. She looks quite at an athletic style of uh, a filly from what I've seen and she probably keeps herself quite fit. She had a bit of energy about her in the mounting yard when she paraded first up and I thought she ran well and I'm with her. Eight ahead of two My Yankee Girl. Their form intertwines. My Yankee Girl's gone and won subsequently at, at Sandown on the hillside circuit beating Adela Moore so we've got a handle on the strength of that form. One Belarus has done the, the trip to Sydney and back but Chris Waller's got a really good template for getting horses back up from Sydney and Melbourne and uh, sure they get into a very similar environment and uh, and settle in well and for Road to Ataki I thought was the other key winning hope. 8 2 one, four. How do you see the third gator? I'm more interested, really, in, in how horses keep themselves fit. I think, what, do they go to the gym? I mean, is, is she a non-smoker, liberate? I think she's a pretty talented filly. I've read it pretty much exactly the same way as Mark, which gives me confidence. Um, the road to Aratakai sustained a really long run coming wide. It was a really good return, beating Place of Gold. You saw that horse uh, run second at Cardinal Gem last week. Uh, had a fair task last time. It was a tough track from a long way back against the tempo. I think that's forgivable. I think the other most salient point that Mark touched on was when she was third up last prep, she was over to box seat. And she beat all by a really good one, I think, in my whisper. My Yankee girl, strong finish here. Uh, beat home all of those that come through that race that are here. Back 100 metres last time. She was well back. She won really well. She beat a, a girl who's flying in Adela Moore. Figures were terrific. Liberated Girl had a near-identical last 600 as my Yankee Girl. Um, one one-hundredth of a second was the differential, in fact. She was quicker last 200. Now, the queries, again, six weeks between runs, and does she need further? So, um, sound like I'm repeating uh, uh, my learned colleague. Belarus is flying. Just got to do it up in the weight. Um, so, anyway, it's the way I've read it. I've been wrong before, though. Four, two, eight, and one. I think she might be a passive smoker in the camp right. she's in, Liberated yep. Girl. Um, but I reckon she'd be um, um, pretty good fun to head out with, I think, Liberated Girl, especially if she can get the job done today. 8, 2, 1 and 4, the tips from Warren Huntley in race 3. So he is with Liberated Girl. Gator is with the 4 over the 2, 8 and 1. And uh, wrote to Arataki, the tip from Mark Hunter as well for Mark Williams. Uh, Matty Williams, I should say. Four, eight, one, and 2 there for Mark Hunter. Race number four is uh, the first of the listed races. It's for the two-year-olds. It's the Kennedy Taj Rossi Series final over the 1,600 metres. And the only scratching here, Quinny, is the 12, Fairy Spirit. 
And we lose three cents in the dollar through deductions there. There's been some early betting activity. The favourite Quantree's been popular at 550. And Fina's been a firmer, 750 into 650. King's Consort, 7. Magnus Spin, 550 out to 8. Hoops, 850. Grinziger Bishop's been popular, $9.50. One bet yesterday of 3000 each way at $10 the win, three thirty the place. Then we've got Scipios at $10 into nine fifty. Winning bid, 11 Capital L, 12 Zoe's Promise, $26. So a good betting raise at this early stage, and Fina the best backed. What we learnt from the first word, Ben Gleeson gave another really good push for Grinzinger Bishop. For Danny O'Brien, of course, he says that he's probably the better chance of uh, the two runners from uh, that camp, of course. Um, they've got hoops engaged as well. Other pushes we got, Paddy Payne happy with uh, Quang Tree, believes that she'll be going forward once again and believes that she'll get a strong 1,600 metres. And Skyfius, Rob Blacker was really happy with him. Um, and he'll be heading to the 1,800-metre race in a couple of weeks' time as well. But he believes that he's a derby horse. So um, looking forward to this contest here, Warren. I am too, Gareth. I think it's an intriguing race. And look, Zoe's promise and Quang Tree probably from just worse than middle draws probably come across and maybe control the tempo. Hoops might try and cross a few drawn inside. And interesting from Rob Blacker that... Skifiosk is capable of, of holding a spot. It's just been you know, track dynamics and barrier draws, etc., that have dictated where he's been to in the run. He can travel for a jump out, Rob Blacker. I know he's been to the Western Districts at time. He was up at Kerrang for a jump out with Skifios. I thought he jumped out really yeah. well. And I think his two runs today have been terrific. He was really strong to the line in that Anzac Day listed uh, race. And, uh, gee, I'm with him on... First up, I think he's a real talent and without a lot of confidence, but on an each-way basis, around about the, the $10, I think he's worth a little spec. Seven, Skiffios, he had a two Grinzinger Bishop. It was a terrific ride from three-back defence from Bo Merton's last start. He was able to get the clear galloping room that Magnus Spin wasn't able to get. He just blended into the race beautifully, but as Ben Gleeson outlined, he was then very strong through the line, so this looks a, a good option for him. Eight, Anfina looks to be progressing well. First racing prep, 1,600 metres should suit. And four, Quang Tree probably rides the speed, gives a sight. Did show some good fight. Knuckle down, ran through the line okay to win last start. Seven, two, eight, four. And Rob Blacker did point out to our producer, Jacko, that the way that we pronounce this son of Fiorenti is Skyfierce there. So um, uh, that's the seven horse with Harry Coffin. Rob Black has got something in common with you, Gator. He's a he was a very good football coach as well, and can inspire his troops. Oh right, um, I wouldn't go with that as well. I would have just stopped it. He's a very good football coach, but um, hey, I'll leave that to you. Uh, this is a, a handy race, but I had a bit of trouble with it. I've just gravitated to the Flemington race um, just because they ran good time, and I was with Amfina that day. And uh, I'm on a stick because I don't think things panned out well at all. Uh, she missed the kick, which, you know, she can do, um, and then covered a lot of ground. I know the fence was off, but it still wasn't ideal. She kept closing. I think now drawn in 1,600, hopefully she can posse up. The run prior to that, she did beat Orbar Brosnan, who was then terrific in a Group 1 in Queensland. If that's the right form, Magnus Spin's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, two and a half kilo swing on Grinzinger Bishop, arguably should have beaten him. Went back to the inside lanes, worst part of the track after being held up. Grinzinger Bishop won that race, and we certainly never decry winning form, especially at start number two, first run with blinkers. So I'm taking that at face value. And Kong Tree beat King's Consort. They beat the third horse well. I like the will to win there. Um, it's a good trade to have. And I wouldn't talk out of Skyfierce or Hoops. Um, plenty of hopes. Eight, three, two, four for me. Watching Grinzinger Bishop the other day, Mark, and I think this is always... Uh, a situation where the punters are going to try and read the play and work it out. Would Grinsinger Bishop still have defeated Magnus Spin if Magnus Spin saw daylight earlier? Well, I don't know, Gareth. You could argue either way there. Yeah. I think just looking for the one that would be strongest at the mile. I'm not. Look, I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm opposing Magnus Spin at the end of a mile. It's a race here. I think it's a lottery. You're just looking for the horse that will run the extra distance and run the mile strong in. On with Anfina. I think Anfina will. Probably missed the start half length to a length like it usually does, but last time it was drawn to be stuck wide if it did that. This time, you can fall down behind them, not be caught wide, have a conservative run, and should have more energy left to the boot home. So looking for Anfina to tag through behind them, be strong at the mile and run well, to beat number four, Kwong Tree, 
has, hasn't been beyond 1,300 metres, you think it would roll forward, get a soft run up on the speed. Just listen to Paddy this morning. He knows his horses so well that I'll back this horse in to run the mile. One King's Consort. No excuses up there at Swan Hill behind Kong Tree, but gets such a cheap run from the draw and should run a mile. Two Grinting a Bishop. You look up that debut run, you just wanted to see something in it to give it a chance last time at Flemington, but it did nothing. Obviously, the blinkers went on, improved out of sight, gets a cheap run again, and should run the mile. Has to prove it can, but should run the mile. So lots of queries again. I think eight will run well, though. Eight, four, one and two. Warren Huntley's tip in the Taj Rossi. He is with uh, Sky Finios here, the seven. And uh, for Rod Black, a seven, two, eight and four. Eight, three, two and four for Gator. And eight, four, one and two for Mark Hunter. So Gator and Mark with the Grampians, Philly and Fina to take out the Taj Rossi. We'll take a break here on uh, RSN Saturday race day morning. This is the Melbourne Form Panel previewing finals day at Flemington. When we return, we'll have a look at the Mahogany Challenge final for the three-year-old stays and the open class stays will do battle in the Banjo-Patterson Series final. The Melbourne Racing Panel presented by the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival where champions emerge. Race number five at Flemington is for the staying three-year-olds over the 2,500 metres. Texas Tear that was impressive at a price at Flemington last start doesn't go around. And Bishop the eight is also a scratching here, Quinny. Yeah, and the scratching of the initial favourite, Texas T, has knocked the market around somewhat. But we've got one of the better back runners on the Flemington program here with runner four, Rock Up. It was $3.80 initially and Rock Up was well backed at that quote. Since the scratching was reposted at 280 and has been 280 into 230 on the back of market support, Fear the Exit $4.60, Shadow Hawk $6.50, Whirly Jig $8.50, Support at Longer Odds for the two, Forest Diamond 10 into 9.50, Countries Light 12, Babe Keel 13 out to 18, and then $34 or better the rest. But Rock Up now into $2.30. And one of the better back runners at Flemington today. And Patrick Payne says the former Kiwi has improved since he's placed him in uh, his staying training regime. So he has um, improved since that really good second at Flemington the other day. Fear the X is in good form for Lindsay Park. And Trent Buston gave a good push for Shadow Hawk. Currently at $6.50 here, Gator. Yeah, pretty keen here. Uh, I think Rock Up, even with Texas T in it. So. Um... He did bolt in his mode. He was 1,400 to 2,000 here last time. He ended up a long way back and held up. Just as that was happening, Texas T was off and gone. Um, no, not because the win of Texas T was terrific. Uh, but this horse, once he was clear, he, he came wide and really zoomed into a clear second. Uh, again, the fast time set up the, the high-rating nature of the race. And no reason to doubt him at a trip. And um, and I think he'll posse up within striking distance and um, made him the best for the day. Country's Light was only second up himself here last time. He went to 2000. He ran on hard behind Elvin. And third horse was beaten about 10 lengths in the Texas T race. But um, I think that's inconclusive. I think that horse's name is Matt Fike. He didn't have a lot of luck in that race. Whirly Gig and Fear the X uh, certainly have cases. Uh, Fear the X with a two-and-a-half kilo swing. Uh, they certainly look uh, proven um, that they'll stay. So four, seven, six, and three. On uh, the Friday form panel on the Breakfast Club yesterday, Mark, you were keen on Rock Up, and you're a little bit more confident now after listening to Patrick Payne this morning. Yes, a bit of confidence from Paddy, who's very conservative. Uh, you hear confidence from Paddy, you must tune in. I think Rock Up will win. It's he won that nondescript race up there at Mildura, went to Flemington, and should have finished a whole lot closer. Was really closing hard behind Texas T. It does rise in weight, but meets pretty much the same field. It gets a low draw. It does no work. It looks like it'll relish the 2,500 metres, and I think Rock Up will win. PDX is the danger. It was good in the South Australian Derby, taking off early, being it onto that bog track last time. Slogged it out really well. We'll go better here on a better surface. Five, Shadow Hawk. It's going terrific, Shadow Hawk. It just has to run 2,500 metres on a better track, and two, Forest Diamond, who's really nice stayer, but you'd think its best runs have been since it got onto the bog tracks, so maybe this isn't wet enough. I think four will win, four, three, five, and two. Are you with Rock Up as well here, Warren? This race very similarly, Gareth, and uh, I agree with everything that the boys have said following his last run. Both Brendan Delaney and myself on correct weight made him a horse to follow with the proviso that we, we perhaps thought he'd be better if he didn't have to take on Texas T at his next start, and he doesn't. And 
you'd almost get a sense of excitement out of Paddy Payne's voice this morning. Mm-hmm. We're talking about rock up, and that's quite unusual for for Patrick. So yeah, I think given that he coped with the step from fourteen to two thousand, he should cope with the step up to twenty five hundred. Paddy saying that he's been giving him stayers work, and he's really been enjoying it. And yeah, I think he'll win for rock up. Fear the X is going well. I think firmer ground than he was on last start's a positive. Blinkers off and the visor go on. Shadowhawk's going well. He was really tough. He, he really had to knuckle down and Craig Newitt kept at him and he really stuck to the task at Cranbourne last start. He's in good form this preparation and not a lot between perhaps Forrest Diamond and Whirly Jig, who, who probably gets on the speed Whirly Jig, but I just think there might turn a foot late. Forrest Diamond might be one of them, even though he's better on slightly more rain-affected ground. Keen on four, ahead of three, five and two. So four, three, five, and two there for Warren Huntley. His line was a little bit dodgy there, so we'll see if we can fix that. And we thought, we're listening to Paddy Payne. We're excited after that push for Rock Up. We're even more excited when I asked him, what's your best today, Paddy? And he went to Murray Bridge. And that's um, race three, number three, be attempted at $4.80. And he rarely misses when he declares his best, especially when he heads to South Australia. So that was race three, number three. Let's have a look at race six on the program. This kicks off the ladder quaddy at Flemington, and it's the Lexus Banjo-Patterson series final for the open-class stays. Prince Siggy's is scratching the eight here. Quinny, what's the market doing? Maserati Bay favourite and the second best-backed runner in the race. The early support for Monbaha, who's been $8 into $5.50. Maserati Bay, a $4.80 chance. Don't Doubt Dory, $7.50. Horrifying, $7.50. Saracen Knight's been soft, $6 out to 8 Similar story with Pesto, $6.50 out to 8 Mimi's Award, eight fifty. Taran Saw, a 10 St Eustace 21, Saunterboy 23. Good betting race with the second leg. Monbaha, the best back to this early stage. Best push we got this morning, J.D. Hayes. We all know that he loves a punt and he's a pretty good judge. He's something, having something on Mimi's award around that $8.50 quote for Lindsay Park there this morning. Mark, and the favourite here is Maserati Bay. Can he carry top weight and give his rivals uh, four kilos and win here? And run the 2,600. Yeah. So... He'll give you a great side, Gareth. I just think they'll get him. I'm going with number six, Monbaha, who has had three runs over here for the Kamani stable. Two on the heavy ground have been terrific. Even the run on the better track was quite good. I think where it draws, Maserati Bay, to me, looks to be the only leader. So Monbaha can just roll across, take block third or fourth, get a beautiful run. And dropping down to 54 kilos, I think Monbaha can win. Number five, Pesto. I think that's the only one out of the Flemington race that I'd take. Pretty fastly run race. Uh, Pesto just got a long way back, made good ground, racing consistently. Ten Mimi's award. Blinkers went on last time, went terrific. It's going to be buried away, midfield inside, but got a chance. And I put number one Maserati Bay in next. It'll lead. Terrific win last time, just the 58 kilos at the end of the 2,600 metres is your query there. I think Monbaha will get every chance to run well, 6, 5, 10 and 1. Who wins the banjo, Patterson, for you, Warren? I think it's a competitive start to the quaddy, Gareth, and he'll need more tempo up front than he had last time, Pesto. It just, the race got away from him, but he ran as well as he could under the circumstances. His form down here, getting on to, to reasonably firm ground, has been terrific, this preparation. So I'm leading to five, Pesto. Dan and the weights still ahead of ten. Mimi's Award, who's getting fitter, chased hard. Last start behind, horrifying, who, who was able to really put that race to bed, but I think Mimi's award's still on the up. Six Monbaha, as Mark outlined, probably gets into a nice spot, racing well, should be close enough, and he'll be strong through the line. Maserati Bay will give a sight, riding the speed. He's probably at this weight against this quality of opposition. 5, 10, 6, 1. Gator? Yeah, look, I think um, there's a bit of a value play here in Mimi's award. She hasn't won for a long while, um, but I thought she was good last time. The blinkers on in a funny race were horrifying, sort of pinched at mid-race and then snuck away. She was clearly second. Now, go back to the spring. She beat home Saracen Knight when they clashed uh, behind a good one in Silent Sovereign. Um, look, no moral, but, um, yeah, I thought it was the value in the race at near those double figures. Maserati Bay kept running last time. was simply too strong for Pesto, which clearly ties in the form through Saracen Knight and all of those. Just up to 58 is the new challenge. He's going to take some running over. Saracen Knight was only third up the other day, and don't doubt Dory uh, was good. I risked him at the trip. Um, even though he didn't win, I got that wrong because I think he ran it right out. 10 one four, two. 
So Warren Huntley's with the five here in uh, the Banjo-Patterson to defeat the 10, 6 and 1. So he's with Pesto. Gator is with Mimi's Award, um, 10, 1, 4 and 2. And it was a good push from J.D. Hayes with Mimi's Award as well. And Mark Hunter is with Mombaha for Matty Kamadi, 6, 5, 10 and 1. Race number 7 is the Furphy. Santa Ana Lane, a sprinting final for the open class gallopers over the 1,200 metres. You can scratch the flying Warnable galloper, Ashford Street, the four, and Bell CL, the 11, comes out here, Quinny. A very compressed... I'll try again, Gareth. A very compressed market here with Zach DeBoss, the new market leader, replacing Seven to Excel as favourite. Zach DeBoss now 460, Seven to Excel 480, Serious Suspect 5, Sartorial Splendor 550, Ocean Beyond 850, Fluorescent Star Affirmer at Odds $14 into 11, Crestani 13, Miss Albania 14, William Thomas 21, Zach DeBoss the best backed, each way money for Serious Suspect and Fluorescent Star. The whisper around Flemington, according to Liam O'Keefe, is Zach DeBoss. He gave that galloper a good push on the first word this morning, so he's the $4.60 favourite, as Quinny pointed out. Calvin McAvoy said he's got a gut feeling. Warren, that Savage to Excel will handle the straight, but he'll be going straight to the inside fence, which could be an advantage after listening to Liam. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, perhaps Fluorescent Star might have been the, the one that was advantaged by the way the track might play, but it'd be interesting to see how it does play, and, and that information from Liam O'Keefe could be invaluable. I do think that number three serious suspects very well treated under the conditions of this race. If you, you look at the weight scale, he's there with a, a 93 rating and he's on the, the minimum weight. He's very effective down the straight. Savatu XL, Sartorial Splendor and Serious Suspect look the predominant speed horses. I like the fact that Ethan Brown's had a ride on Serious Suspect at Swan Hill last start. Got a feel of him. He's in such good form, Ethan Brown, and I actually think his style of riding will really suit Serious Suspect, being on speed but being able to, to do it in as controlled a manner as possible. Three for me, ahead of 10, Fluorescent Star, who I think will be strong late. She's not that well treated by the weight scale, but she's so effective down the straight. She's honest. She gets the blinkers on, the winkers off. Six actor boss, he's in a great vein of form. He's got to stretch it out now to the 1,200 metres down the straight, but he's racing well, and his last run at 1,200 down the straight was a solid performance behind B Hunter. One Savatu XL, a, a Group 1 winner, riding the speed in perhaps the right part of the track. He's had a solid jump out between runs. 3.10.6.1. Sarvasan was happy enough with Serious Suspect. Does it concern you a little bit, however, when he did mention that he had a foot abscess just after that Swan Hill race? Yeah, look, they can burst and, yeah. and get through pretty quickly, but it's not what you like to hear. It's obviously not ideal, but you know, he'd, uh, he's he got to be past fit to be able to go to the races. So if they're happy to go to the races with him, then uh, you know, down the straight at that weight, I, I think he's really well placed. But yeah, in an ideal world, I would have liked, I'd liked to have not have heard that, Gareth. Who wins the Santa Ana Lane here, Gator? Uh, look, I think there are pros and cons to most of them. Um for that reason, I think uh, I want to look for value, and I think that value horse is Cristani, who had excuses the first two this prep, and charged home in the listed race one by Ocean Beyond, back to 1,100 last time, and ridden up nearer the speed without cover. I don't think that's the right recipe for this horse. This dulls his finish. Back to 1,200 in a race with his good speed, ridden colder. <laughs> Serious suspect was only collared late in that same race, the Ocean Beyond Crestani race. And he was good in the topads for mine. The better ground was wider. That's where the Quinella were. And he likes the straight. Just needs another win. And he's, um, he's well-weighted, though, isn't he? He's a 93 rater, this scale. Sabre to excel as a Group 1 winner. Certainly has earned the weight. Held on OK in a good water race he'd won in the past. And Zach DeBoss, look, has won at 1,400. Um, but I share Ted's concerns there. But, geez, fine. Six. Hang on, eight. We'll go eight, three, one and six. Mark Hunter. To race Gareth, we're probably only William Thomas would shock me. I'll go with number 10, Fluorescent Star. Just hope Sartorial Splendor gets up there and always serious suspect and savage to excel. They run along. They get tired the last 200 metres. It's going to be a very bunch finish. They'll be across the track at the 150. And I'm hoping in the blinkers, Fluorescent Star can come off their back and run them down here. Last couple of runs down the straight, been in the wrong spot. To beat number eight, Crestani. Agree with Gator, just ridden too close last time. Took any finishing kick out of it. It'll be forced to be ridden quieter here with better speed. Six actor boss. 
the way they're riding him, he'll run 1,200 strongly. He'll just sit behind them. He'll blend in at the right time, be in the finish again. And of the leaders, I'll go with number three, Serious Suspect, to be the best of those. 10, 8, 6, and 3. So Warren's with Serious Suspect here in the Santa Ana Lane. 3, 10, 6, and 1 for Warren. Gator with Chris Starney at a good each-way price at $13. 8, 3, 1, and 6. And Mark Hunter made a fluorescent star. He's Rama Ruffy yesterday on the Friday form panel for the Breakfast Club. Um, and it's firmed in a few points since. So currently now at $11. 10, 8, 6, and 3 for Mark Hunter there in race 7. 8, 48. This is the Melbourne form panel previewing winter final day at um, Flemington. We'll take a break and then we'll preview the feature race, which of course is the winter championship for the open class middle distance gallopers and also the final event, which is the Tab Silver Bowl Series final for the three-year-olds competing over the 1600 this morning. And a big happy birthday too to our great mate here on RSN 927, Trent Langscale. He's the first to wish everybody a happy birthday. So Trent, on behalf of everyone here, at RSN 927, happy birthday, mate. Race number eight on the program is the feature event. Looking forward to this contest. It's the Penfolds Winter Championship, um, the VRC CRV Winter Championship Series final over the 1,600 metres. Scratch too close to the sun, the three. The 11 biometric comes out in the 18, Quinny. Prince of Alina is also out. And it's a Perth Galloper here in Tuvalu who's been the best backrunner. I know you'll still claim Tuvalu as a Western Australian. It has been 340 into $3.10, trained by Lindsay Smith. Looks like Elvis a $6 second elect. Sir Davies, 750 into 6 Frankie Pino, 950 Mystery Shot, 11 High Strange at 16 Dawn Patrol, 15 Out to 19 Edison, 21. Sozibon, 23. Sixth the place. Paul's Regret at 23. Good betting race. The favourite is Tuvalu at $3.10. And I'm glad you mentioned Trent. I was going to wish him a happy birthday as well. The former TAB Chief Media Officer now doing great things as the watchdog. Do you have to go, Quinny? Um, or should we get your best right now? I'll stick around and oh, give the beautiful. market for race number oh, nine. I appreciate that. Thanks for that. Um, uh, Gator, what are you doing here in the feature event? Are you with Tuvalu to win again? I am, but firstly, let's also say happy birthday to Trent. What an all-star human that guy is. Tuvalu on top for me. Took a really good scalp last time in Vizanari in the key lead-up race with his 58. They beat the rest clearly. I think you'll go forward to offset the draw. Um, just generally speaking, I think when you draw wide as a favourite, it's a worse scenario than drawing wide as a, as a roughie. Uh, I think they all know where you are. So that, I think they'll make life super easy, and they're not entitled to. Um but I think he can progress now. I know he's had his issues along the way still. With those issues, his worst career run is second. And he gets down uh, down in the weights today. Sir Davey has the relative weights advantage. Gate one of interesting by race eight. Soft six track. Um, he's uh, got to make up three links on Tuvalu with a one and a half kilo swing, but may get a softer run. So he certainly has a, a strong case. Frankie Pino was in a, a really awkward spot last time. His, his Goodwood run was terrific. His Wongoon wing fresh was very good. And he's a winner at 1,600. And that day, he beat High Stranger, albeit with no weight. He's drawn to swoop. Looks like Elvis was an extraordinary win two runs ago. Still trying to work that out. Um, the, the, after blowing the start and then went to the Civic Stakes and again ran well. The mile's no issue for him. There's High Stranger in the quaddy, but 12.75.15. Mark, who wins the Winter Championship? Gareth, the more I look at it, I think Tuvalu is a good thing. You've had the scratching of too close to sun come out. The only other horses I can find who go forward are Edison. I don't think it runs a mile. It's got the blinkers off, so it should take a sit. And Serpentine, who would know, but you'd think it would be too slow early at the mile. So I can see Jared Pry rolling across, completely dominating the race. I think it's a race that's going to be impossible to make ground from the back. I think Tuvalu will just lead, dictate, give a huge kick, and I Gee, they're going to struggle to run it down. Second, I'll go number 16, Mystery Shot, who I think will settle a lot closer for Blake McDougall. I think it's going well. It's got a good draw. Shown in the past, it can go forward. 15, Sir Davey. Gate one, I think it'll just follow through when Tuvalu kicks. I think Sir Davey will really give chase and run well. They're the three that I'm settling on, and next best, number five, looks like Elvis, who just going to get a long way back, be conceding a huge start to Tuvalu when he gives that kick, and I'm not sure it can make up the ground. I think 12 will just dictate and win. 12, 16, 15, and 5. Are you keen on Tuvalu as well, Warren? 
I've got him on top, Gareth, because I, I think as Mark outlined, he's going to control the race. I mean, you initially see a wider barrier draw and reasonably large field size. So as Gator said, they, they don't have to make it easy for him, but he's just got the best running style. And I, I think what we saw from, from Tuvalu last start, that he's much better on the speed, just keep rolling and, and make it a, a bit of a, a race of attrition, so to speak, at 1,600 metres. And he ran it out very strongly last start, fighting back to get the better of Visionari. And, and I can't see that, that eyeball pressure that he had from Visionari here. I think he can roll across from that draw, control it. Jared Fry's got a, a great association with the stable and he's building a terrific association with this horse. I'm with 12 out of 5. Looks like Elvis. It was a remarkable win here two starts ago and at stakes level he was good in Sydney on the backup here. 15 Sir Davy. We've seen Ethan Brown ride him from an inside draw and take advantage of that and he, he got the better of Visanari when he was able to do that couple of starts ago and seven Frankie Pino you know where he's going to be but he will be strong late from back in the field 12 5 15 7 so there's Warren Huntley's numbers in the winter championship 12 5 15 and 7 Gator with Tuvalu as well 12 15 7 and 5 and Mark Keane on Tuvalu 12 16 15 and 5 for Mark Hunter race number 8 is the Silver Bowl Series final sponsored by the Tab scratch the 8 mere fancy the 10 set to profit as well Quinny what's the market doing Cardinal Gem clearly the best back Gareth and a $2.80 favourite Aaron Bay 5 literary magnate 650 there's been a little bit of each way support here for Talasafol who's been $8 back into 7 Blazero 10 Jimmy the Bear 15 into 12 good betting race with the favourite Cardinal Gem the best backed outside of Cardinal Gem the best backed runner Flemington race 5 number 4 rock up and if we want to go interstate today for a well-backed galloper, we can look to Sydney for race five, number five, Shades of Rose, who's now $2.40 in from $3.60. Big day of racing. Good luck to everyone having a flutter today. Glee Quinny. Sorry, Your sorry, best, go. mate. Your best. Oh, sticking with Cardinal Gem in the lucky last. Hopefully good things come to those who wait. Good on you. Thanks for that, Quinny. Enjoy your day, Mark Hunter. You, I think you love Cardinal Gem. Um, you're still confident with him today? Same bat time, same bat channel, Gareth. Yes. I think uh, Cardinal Gem will win again. It was, I think it showed last week that it's better than these horses. You wouldn't say it. I know they probably got a smooth run in the race. Wood didn't have the ideal run, but was still far too good. It's had to go at the mile in the Sandown Guineas. It probably should have won that race. It's got a good barrier draw. As long as it doesn't flop out, it's got a good barrier draw to park fifth or sixth, follow the right horses into the race. I just think it's too strong and too good for these horses. Outside it, it's even. I'll go number five, Richery Magnate, who from the better draw can take a handy spot. Just going to be buried away needing luck. Two, Blazero. I thought it was terrific last time with the big weight on the heavy track. Goes forward, gets a nice run. And four, Aaron Bay. Went back the other day. You think it would press forward here, either lead or outside the stable, mate. If you think it can run the mile, it's a chance. But I think three will win, three, five, two and four. I might get your best and qualities, um, uh, if that's OK right now, Mark. Yep, my best race, nine, number three, Cardinal Gem. My value race, seven, number ten, fluorescent star, the quaddy. First leg, one, five, six, nine and ten into three, six, eight and ten into five, twelve, fifteen and sixteen into number three. So 5, 12, 15, and 16, third leg, and uh, Cardinal Gem won out in that final leg. Correct. Good on you, mate. Enjoy your day. Thanks for that, Mark. Thank you. Warren Huntley, what are you doing in the last race? I'm with Cardinal Gem also. He was good winning last start. I think what we've seen from him, although he can be slowly away, if he begins cleanly, he doesn't have to be a back marker, and this race should set up well for him if he begins cleanly to get a nice run behind Aaron Bay and others riding the speed. So I'm with three ahead of five, Literary Magnate. She's going to need some luck, but if she can settle a bit closer from that inside draw also, then I think she's the main danger. Blazero will give a sight somewhere near the speed, as will Aaron Bay. Three, five, two, four. And your best um, at Flemington, Warren, in a quaddy, please? Race five, number four, rock up for me. And value race four, number seven, Skyfius. Quaddy first leg, one, five, six, and ten. Second leg, one, three, six, and ten. Third leg, five, seven, twelve, and fifteen. Home with numbers two, three, and five. Five, six, just your, your third leg again, Warren, if that's okay. Five, seven, twelve, and fifteen, oh. Gareth. Five, seven, twelve, and fifteen, and the final leg. 
numbers two, three, and five. Two, three, and uh, five, mate. Enjoy your day, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow morning on this very channel for Correct Weight. Looking forward to it, Gareth. And Gator, your thoughts in the last race, mate? Yeah, I think um, Cardinal Gem sort of picks himself. It was all on his winner for mine last week off a wide run. Uh, it's been referenced to San Anguini's run. That was his only goal at the mile so far. No reason to doubt him there. Literary Magnet, I think, is the value danger. She was terrific from the back in a mostly on-pace race. She actually beat home Cardinal Gem that day. A terrific effort last time with her 59 from a bad spot. Aaron Bay, look, no reason to doubt him at the mile, but he was good last week behind Cardinal Gem. He was never on the track. And Colossophile, um, certainly in the mix. And next best, three, five, four, and 7. Your best and quality numbers, please. Uh, so 5 by 4 is Rocker. I'll give you 9-3 Cardinal Gem as well. So we'll give a couple of best bets. Quality-wise, let's go 10, 1, 4, 2, and 5. Second leg, let's go 8, 3, 1, and 6. Third leg, 12, 7, 5, and 15, and 8. Coming home, just 3 and 5 will do me. Love your work, Gator. We'll catch up with you in just a moment to preview the Sydney meeting. Look forward to that. So there's David Gately. So numbers in the last, 3, 5, 2 and 4 for Warren, 3, 5, 4 and 7 for Gator, and 3, 5, 2 and 4 for Mark Hunter. Best bet for Warren Huntley, race 5, number 4. Best value, race 4, number 7. Gator's also with Rock Up, race 5, number 4. And Cardinal Gem, race 9, number 3. And Mark Hunter likes Cardinal Gem, race 9, number 3. And he's keen on race 7, Number 10, of course, Fluorescent Star is his value. Quaddies, we'll put them on our social media platforms. I'll read them out for you. 1, 5, 6, and 10, first leg, Warren Huntley. 1, 3, 6, 10, second leg. 5, 7, 12, 15, third leg. And 2, 3, 5, final leg. Gator, first leg, 10, 1, 4, 2, and 5. Second leg, 8, 3, 1, and 6. Third leg, 12, 7, 5, 15, and 8. And coming home with 3 and 5. And at the quality numbers for Mark Hunter, 1, 3, 6, 9, 10, first leg. 3, 6, 8, 10, third le- second leg. Third leg, 5, 12, 15, and 16. And he's coming home with Cardinal Gem in at that final leg. And just quickly, the best from the first word. J.D. Hayes says, Mimi's Award, race 6, number 10, is worth an each-way ticket. Patrick Payne's keen on race 3, number 3, at Murray Bridge, be attempted at $4.80. Mitch Friedman says, play race 2, number 9, Vagrant, and race 1, number 5, Attrition. Tommy Sadler says, Satorial Splendor will run a race. Calvin McAvoy says, the stable's best is race 8, number 5, Sofala. And uh, Trent Bustedon is keen on race five, number five, Shadow Hawk. And Danny O'Brien's assistant trainer, Ben Gleeson, Grinzinger Bishop is worth an each-way play 